0: Welcome to the latest podcast for the Aberdeen Japan Equity Fund, ticker symbol JEQ. I'm Mike Taggart, Aberdeen's U.S. Closed End Fund Specialist. Today, we have Chern yeh Aberdeen's Head of Japanese Equities and the Portfolio Manager on JEQ. Chern, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So Chern, my first question is, why should U.S. investors consider allocating capital to Japanese equities?
1: Sure. I think one of the simple reasons why U.S. investors should consider allocating capital to Japan equities is, of course, to diversify their portfolios. But, but you know, you, the, the question, the follow-up question then is, why Japan? So um, we think Japan is interesting for not only, of course, U.S. investors. You know, we think that, you know, as a, as a market, it's, um, it's undergoing quite a few changes that I think that investors should pay attention to, okay. So, and if you look at where the Japan equity market is today, we believe that um, in the future, in the very near uh, near to medium term, um, the Japan equity market and the economy will be quite unlike what it was uh, in the past, right? So, so a few re- a few a few points uh, that I'd like to mention here. The first thing is that deflation. Uh, which has plagued the country for many years, appears to be ending. The evidence here is the acceptance of price hikes from both consumers and corporates, uh, whereas in the past it was always a struggle for prices to be raised. So this acceptance of higher prices leads to improvement in corporate profits, which in turn should lead to a rise in wages, which then enables companies to further raise their selling prices, allowing for what we think is a virtuous cycle, you know, between corporate and household sectors, right? And at the same time, um, companies are being pushed to be more aware, not only on of of um, return on investor capital or ROIC, you know, um, but also ROE, which consists of returning excess capital to shareholders. So this again leads to better returns for shareholders, better governance. And which helps to improve the previous perception of the market as being one where governance is poor and companies can't make a decent return on their business because of the difficulty in sustaining the company's profitability. So, so all these points we think are are interesting um, and point to uh, uh, to, and help to answer the question of why Japan. And amidst all this, you know, you have a market that is deep with more than 2,000 listed companies. And you can find companies that are domestic-focused, international, some that are benefiting from digitalization or artificial intelligence, or they may possess strong brands or are involved in hybrids or electric vehicles and and might produce products that are mission-critical to companies that operate across across the globe. And some of these companies are not very well-covered, especially within the mid to smaller companies which then again offers investors opportunities if they do their homework. So, so what this all means when, when you put all these things together you know, is that we're seeing an increasing number of companies um, that are interesting and, and for investors, that means the opportunity set is expanding.
0: Excellent. So basically, you know, end of deflation, a new focus on returning capital to shareholders. a a new focus on corporate governance. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously Japan has a deep and developed market uh, for shareholders. So I think, you know, the next question, I guess, is for JEQ specifically, you know, would you please talk about, you know, your team's investment philosophy, uh, your investment approach and kind of, you know, the investment strategy? Absolutely. So we are a team of five. Um, led
1: by myself, and we have people on the ground, you know, to help us dig deep in the companies and understand how they make money, what are the risks within these businesses. Um, and we then pick out the companies that we deem to be of good quality through our assessment of management teams, business moves, their financials, their returns, um, and their governance. And, you know, our investment philosophy here. Is, is then, you know, to just look for good companies, you know, just to keep it simple, right? And, and then we size up these opportunities accordingly.
0: Could you talk about what a good company means? in, in kind of your parlance going a little deeper into that?
1: Sure. So what, what we mean by good companies is, you know, companies with a very strong um, business mode. Meaning that you know it's, it's defensible. Um, they have cash flows or, bis- or, or, or earnings that are sustainable, um, and um, and businesses that have good management teams um, that have a proven track record, right? Companies that have a good culture within. So we spend a lot of time understanding the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of a business, the ins and outs of how management teams manage their companies and how they manage risk within their business. And um, and of course, you know, in Japan, it's important to focus on governance, right? Uh, we we spend a fair bit of time understanding how um, how governance, uh, how um, how companies are being governed internally, and how they deal with shareholders and, and other stakeholders, right? So so it's, it's a it's, it's a um, it's a combination of all these factors uh, that we are trying to understand. Um, and, and that helps us. That helps us um, be informed about what um, what companies are, um, are above average, or, or perhaps way above average in Japan, and which um, allows us to get that additional return um, from investing in them.
0: And then, once you do the security selection, how do you go about cons- thinking about portfolio construction? You know, is it is it simply large cap? Do you go up and down the cap structure? And then, like, sector allocation, that sort of thing.
1: Sure. So first, you know, we look at where the best quality companies are in each sector, right, or or within the universe. And we size up these opportunities um, according to factors such as the quality of the business, uh, the visibility of the business, the outlook, and the valuations, right? So, so, um it's more of a qualitative process and how we, we come up with this. But of course, at the same time, uh, we do use some risk tools to help uh, ensure that we aren't taking excessive risks across the portfolio.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. And you mentioned you have a team of five, but surely, I mean, Aberdeen has hundreds of equity analysts and I'm sure that you must rely on uh, on those. Or is it just to the five of you picking the Japanese equities? Um, you're right in that, you know, we, we actually tap on... Um, the broader
1: um, group um, of, um, of investors across equities. Now, the, the five of us spent all of our time looking at Japan equities. But as we know, um, Japanese companies are not just you know, you know operating within Japan, comp- competing amongst each other. They're actually you know plugged into the global supply chain. You know they are competing with companies based elsewhere in the world. Um, and uh, we spend a, a decent amount of time, you know, um, communicating with our colleagues elsewhere um, to, to get a better sense of um, of the competitive environment, um, of the the competition, um, and and believe that that helps us to be better informed as investors uh, within the Japan equity market. Uh, now, just to give a quick example here. Um, there are a number of companies in Japan that are plugged into um, the semiconductor production, um, the semiconductor manufacturing process, right? So, and, and understanding how that chain works, whether it's in, you know, North Asia, in Taiwan, in Korea or elsewhere, you know, in, in America, you know, you've got some very good companies there um, and, and other parts of the world, parts of Europe and so on. Um, that allows us to form a more complete picture, you know, to understand which parts of the companies uh, or which parts of the supply chain um, are seeing um, additional demand, um, are seeing um, what challenges they're facing. And, you know, whether, you know, the companies you're investing in are, are, just, are just good or actually excellent in, in what they're and in, in how they run their
0: business. Well, great. And. You know, I noticed that about 20% of the portfolio is invested in information technology and that's a broad category. So you just mentioned semiconductors. Is that a particular subsector that you're invested in right now or is there another subsector or are you just broadly invested across information technology? Uh, if you look at the information technology
1: sector, it's split three ways and we are invested in all three areas. So. Um, the first area is semiconductor-related companies, and that includes those that um, produce equipment for producing chips. And you can count Japanese companies as leaders in producing equipment for parts of the very complex semiconductor manufacturing process. Um, you also have technology hardware companies, where there are businesses that invest in components uh, for for smartphones or other electronic devices which could be used for, um, for example, automation of the manufacturing uh, process um, across many sectors. And lastly, you also have IT software companies. And in the Japanese equity market, you can find companies that are helping businesses to integrate software into their processes and companies that are working on, um, say, a Japanese language Large language model, you know, for artificial intelligence, and which can then be used to help businesses to be more efficient. And this is quite important, of course, in a country where the population is aging and there are fewer workers around.
0: Okay, that's interesting. And then, you know, about another 20% of the portfolio is invested in industrials. And I mean, I guess my question is, what makes that sector compelling right now?
1: So, industrials is actually quite a diverse sector. So uh, you can find The old conglomerates in japan you know some of which have or are undergoing restructuring Um, you can also find more focused businesses such as those that deal with um, business services like uh, providing human resources for instance so within that range of companies uh, we're shareholders of companies that are plugged into the digitalization of industrial companies and the upgrading of power grids which as we know is quite important with renewable energy uh, um, increasingly, um, you know, being adopted, you know, by many countries. Um, we also invested in companies that produce semiconductors for electric vehicles and, and hybrid vehicles. Um, we invested in companies that operate online platforms for job listings for which, um, the adoption of artificial intelligence is helping to better match opportunities between employers and those looking for job opportunities
0: yeah you know, that's a very broad category then much broader than than, than just the headline industrials so well thank you Turn, for that update on JEQ it's always a pleasure speaking with you thank you and thank you everyone for listening to this podcast there are three convenient ways to learn more about JEQ on the internet visit abrdn.jeq.com email us at investor.relations at abrdn.com or give us a call at 1-800-522-5465. I'm Mike Taggart of Aberdeen. Thank you for listening.